The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, Episode 89. At 84.6 years, Japan has the highest life expectancy of any country in the world. That's because they eat so much good sushi. One, two, three. I'll show you Paris in the morning. I'll show you London afternoon. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and whether this is your first time listening or you have been with us for every single episode since we launched, I want to say thank you for joining us today, making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes, and I want to welcome in my co-host, Jason Moore, the world's strongest man. <laughs> yes, I I wouldn't say that. I definitely wouldn't go that far, Trav. You've seen these biceps in real life and, you know, it's it's not that impressive to be honest with you. <laughs> Let's say you you might be the strongest man ever to co-host an extra pack of peanuts podcast. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true. I mean, we went on a bike, little bike ride in Breckenridge when I was hanging out there and you blew me away, man. You were just right up the hill and I was struggling behind, huffing and puffing. So, man, it's you got me on the bike, that's for sure. Yeah, it's all legs. Upper body, oh boy, that's another story. <laughs> I, need to, I need to start doing some upper body. As Heather said, I'm looking frail. That was a word she used with me the other day. I'm like, I, you never want to hear your wife call you frail. I think that's, that's one of those frail. words that, yeah, she said, you're getting frail. Ouch, Heather. I'd rather be frail than fat, though. And so (laughs) that's what we're talking about today. We're actually going to talk about ways that we're able to stay, quote unquote, fit while on the road. And both of us have our own you know, fitness stories and, and how we've been. I was quite overweight for all of my life. So this is pretty near and dear to my heart talking about how I'm able to have maintained my weight loss while I'm still traveling, what I did to lose weight and Jason as well. Now that you're getting up there in age, Jace, you know, you're not as young hey, hey. as you minute. used hey. to be. So hey, this, this is a direct shot, I think. <laughs> well, I should say I used to be overweight. I lost about 60 pounds. I've been able to keep it off. Jason's just been a paradigm of fitness all his life. So really, he's uh, just here to kind of ask me questions. And now, tell let's us what not to do. go there either. Because <laughs> no, the reality is, I mean, neither of us, we haven't competed in the Ironman. We're not triathletes. We're not I haven't run a marathon. I don't know about Travis. So you're talking I have just certainly not. Right? The longest I've ever run in my life for running purposes has probably been three miles. Okay. You're listening to two regular Joe guys who travel, but also find fitness a very important part of life and want to stay fit and want to just be able to do that while we're moving around, which isn't always easy. (laughs) Yeah, it's very, very hard. And the reason I wanted to record this podcast is not to get a pat on the back of, oh, Travis, congratulations. Like You look so much better. You're so much healthier than you were a year and a half ago. It was more because I get this question a lot from people. And I, I basically know 
when, when someone is overweight, I know what they feel like. I've been, I've, I was like that for 30 years out of my life. Well, when I was born, I was only three and a half pounds. I was a preemie. So I guess for 29 years of my life, you know, I've struggled with my weight and I've been overweight and I've always been very active, but I know what someone is feeling when they're sitting there saying like, man, I, I wish I could lose this weight. I've done everything, this and that. And it's not just going to be a weight loss podcast today, but I, I like coming from that aspect of saying like, I feel your pain if you're in that situation. And I'll tell you a little bit of how I did it. And then we're going to talk about how being on the road is very difficult, right, Jace? I mean, when I'm traveling, I know one of my favorite things to do is eating. And so you make up all these excuses of like, well, I might not be back in this place again. So I, I have to eat this dish and I have to drink this beer and drink this wine. It's, it's a very easy time to let yourself go. And when you're traveling maybe half the year, or even more than half the year, like we are a lot, if you let yourself go for that time period, well, then you're in trouble because now all of a sudden it becomes a lifestyle. Yeah, it's sort of a lethal mixture of indulgence, right? Wanting to indulge in the local fare or like you said, the local beers or whatever it is and lack of routine. Those two things together really kind of create a concoction of not working out as much, <laughs> unfortunately, or it can. So to be really aware of creating maybe triggers for yourself or just creating a routine where none exists, I think. And and also, like you said, being aware of your eating, it's 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 difficult. So I, I do find that general rules really help and I make a talk about them a little bit on the podcast. But those those challenges I think exist for everybody when you're traveling. Yeah. And if you guys want to join into the conversation, any advice is going to be good advice here because everyone does things a little differently. And we're all looking for that way that we can stay fit while traveling. And there's not really one answer because it is different for everyone. So we want to hear what you have to say. You can let us know extrapackofpeanuts.com slash staying fit. And that'll be our little thing that'll take you to show notes as well. And leave us a comment. Let us know how you do it because this is an ongoing battle for everyone. Whether you're overweight, whether you're pretty fit, it's just a time that's hard to keep your motivation level up and your consistency level up. And even if you are the most motivated person where I have friends who are super fit, it's still hard for them. Traveling is always an excuse to kind of get away from the norm. And that's good. So one of the things we want to start off by saying is don't let the idea of staying fit on the road ruin your vacation. Like you don't want to go overboard all the time, but you want to do stuff that you don't normally do. You do want to indulge some. So it is a balancing act. Let's give them some general tips, Jace, of how we're able to do our best to stay fit on the road. So if you want to start us off just with a general tip that you use. Yeah, I think what you said before also is really important. It is going to be up to you as the individual, of course. And this is stuff that has worked for me. This is stuff that has worked for Travis. We don't know what will work for you. But I think one of the general tips that I have found to be very helpful that I've incorporated in my life is just accepting that you can work out with whatever is around you. First and foremost, your body and actually... In I did an interview with a with a trainer in episode 22 of the Zero to Travel podcast, and he talks about this. He's a fitness guy. He does a lot of body weight exercises, and it's all about push-pull, right? So if you're doing a push-up, the other opposite motion is pulling. So if you can find a way to push-pull, and we're talking about there's tree branches everywhere. There's You can sit down. You can do jumping jacks. You can do squats. And I'm not going to get, I'm not a fitness guru. I'm not a trainer. I'm just, I guess the general tip I'm giving is that 
use your body and get into having fun with body weight exercises and you can switch it up. And I know we're going to talk about Steve Cam a little bit in this episode, nerdfitness.com. And Steve has a great post that Travis can link out to in the show notes that talks about, it's, it's actually a body weight routine and he does the whole thing and it's all listed out. And I've done that many times just in, in an apartment I'm staying in or wherever where you can just go through. And if, if you're somebody like me that likes to have a little bit of structure around what you're doing, you can just look at something and say, hey, okay, let me just do these exercises and this is what I'll do. Or you can Google up body weight exercises and just go to town. You always have your body with you, you know? And also just to add to that, if you want to just get out and walk or do some cardio, what a great way to explore a new city, right? I remember going running in Vietnam, Trav, got there in the morning and I'd, it actually get me out really early because it was so hot in Hanoi. It was like a steam bath, right? So if you get out at like 6.30 in the morning, you run around the lake and you're getting some exercise and you're also seeing how locals wake up and you can't believe some of the stuff you see when you're going around this lake in Hanoi at 6.30 in the morning. They have a whole thing going on with stretching and slapping each other on the back and long trains of people massaging each other and old women and old men doing calisthenics and it's just a cool way to explore a place and a place and also get a little bit of a workout. Yeah, I've never been a guy who was a big runner. I don't think I ever will be a huge runner. I do really enjoy biking. I really enjoy swimming, but it's sometimes hard even especially for people who are in a routine or they love being at gyms and stuff like that. It's hard when you're traveling because you don't have that routine, but it's doing something. And so for me, when we were in Colorado for three and a half months, you know, they had bikes. So I would, I would go out and take bike rides or I would walk more than I, I normally would. Or, you know, Heather would go out for a run and I'd go out and run about half the distance she ran and then be dead tired. And then she would keep going and I would turn around. But it's just getting out and doing something. So it's not we're not guys, and we kind of mentioned this, who are going to say, yeah, we'll just go out and run 10 miles every day and that'll stay fit because that's not what we do. I think Jason makes a really good point with a body weight exercise, just keeping your body active. And I, I want to talk about eating a little later because I, for me, that's by far the most important point of staying fit. I believe it's probably about an 80-20 or 90-10 split between you know eating is more important than exercising because I've always been someone who exercises. But let's talk a little bit about the exercising on the road. Jason mentioned Steve Cam. He's a great friend of Extra Pack of Peanuts. He has an awesome website called Nerd Fitness. We had a podcast with him. So if you're interested in more advice, you can go to that. And he just wrote a post which is perfect timing because I wanted to do this episode. And he just, he really breaks down his quote unquote vacation workout game. And so here's what he does. And here's what I will be taking with me now for this next five month trip through Southeast Asia, as well as through Italy. And here there's, there's five tenants to it, Chase. The first is for every adult beverage consumed, complete 10 pushups. That's easy. I mean, 10 pushups is not going to kill you. You know, I'm someone who used to struggle to do push-ups when I was 60 pounds heavier. Now that I'm I'm lighter, I can do push-ups easier. But work your way up. If you can't do 10 push-ups, then do five push-ups, something like that. But do it for every single adult beverage consumed. So, Jace, what do you think for every adult beverage consumed? Complete 10 push-ups. I, I'm going to trust Steve. I don't know where he got his metrics, but I assume if you just have half a beer, you could. You only have to do five push-ups. Is that right? Yeah, hey, that sounds good to me. Although, what if you have a light beer versus an IPA? Does that change things? <laughs> Seven and a half for a light beer? 
It's the honor system, I guess. 10 push-ups for every alcoholic beverage or every adult beverage, I think is a great rule. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, he has another one for every unhealthy meal consumed, complete 50 body weight squats. Now, I'm not exactly sure what a body weight squat is, Jace. I assume it's just yeah. a squat. I think so. I think you just stand up and I, I don't know. We, again, we're not personal trainers here, but I guess you just squat down. I, I don't know. But you know what? I think I'd be doing like 150 squats a day if I was going by that rule. So that one might be tough to follow. We're going to get into the eating thing. And as I've already mentioned, I think eating is more important than the exercise. But I love these ideas that you just do something every time you do something else. So 10 push-ups might not burn 150 calories that a beer would be, but it's the idea that you're you're cognizantly doing something for doing something bad. It's just that idea of keeping it going. He has another one that every time you walk past a low-hanging structure, complete five pull-ups. Ah, that's never happened for me. I don't think I've ever done five pull-ups in a row in my life. Yeah, I don't know if I can do five pull-ups, to, to be honest with you. You know, we should ask Steve how many push-ups, pull-ups, and squats you have to do after you visit the peanut butter and jelly cart in Portland. <laughs> oh, man. I would just be doing bodyweight squats for the rest of my life if I lived in Portland because <laughs> I'd be going there all the time. Such a great place. Two, two other things that he mentions, rules four and five here. Elevators don't exist. And if it's within a mile walk, and I love both of them because then you're just changing your mindset. You're not like exercising just for exercise sake. You're just doing it when it's convenient even. So it's not cutting into your vacation, right? It's not hard to say, I'm going to take the stairs instead of taking the elevator. And it's not hard to say, I'm going to walk. And as you've already mentioned, it's kind of better to get out and walk anyway. Absolutely. And think about that. I'm I'm more prone to walk almost. I think a lot of people are when you're traveling. But think about how many times you take a, a mile or less trip when you're home, right? Just to go get some milk or you're running to the store to pick up something. It really is almost as fast to walk and walk, but maybe not as fast, but why not do it when you're home too? You know, forget about just traveling. I think it's a great rule in general. I think all of these rules and the ones that I'm probably going to implement, and again, this is his guideline for his you know vacation workout game, a guy that we really like, a website we really like. I'm going to implement the 10 push-ups. I'm definitely going to implement the elevators don't exist. And if it's within a mile walk, I think you're right. It doesn't have to be when you're traveling. Obviously, it helps when you're traveling and it might put you in that mindset of, okay, when I'm traveling, I have to do this. But for me, why not do 10 push-ups every time I, I drink a glass of wine or a beer? I, it doesn't hurt. So I do think any of these can be done when you're not traveling, obviously. I'm a huge fan of just simplicity, simple rules to remember, because it's so hard to remember all these different things. How do you remember 19 different workouts? That's Those are easy rules to follow. Trav, I can't wait to hear about your trip to the Empire State Building in New York City following these rules. That's going to be great. Elevators don't exist, Trav. Yeah. Elevators yeah, no don't kidding. exist. I guess there's certain times where um, that's going to be harder than others. Like when you're running up the stairs at the airport and it's maybe 15 stairs. Okay. But yeah, the Empire State Building. <laughs> whoa, that's going to be tough. And here's another piece of advice, I think, with traveling and, and with exercising. And it's to get other people involved in it. So Short story here. When I was just in Washington State, I have a bet. Thanks to you, you kind of spurred me on to do this, but I have a bet with my buddy that we do a different exercise every day. 
And if we don't do it, we have to pay the other person five bucks. So it's very simple. And you gave me this idea, but you know, it's like 40 push-ups. I think now we've worked our way up to 60 push-ups a day. It's like 40 or 50 burpees. It's some planks. It's some wall sits. It's very basic, easy exercises that aren't going to take you literally any more than 15 to 20 minutes maximum. And that's even if you break it up. I don't do 60 push-ups at once. But it's the idea that I have to pay my buddy if I don't do it. And it's every day, you know, seven days a week, I have to pay him five bucks if I don't do whatever that day's exercise is. You're the one who turned me on to that idea. How's that going for you? Yeah, my buddy Mike and I have been doing this on and off for about a year and a half, I would say now. And we'll go on these stretches where we'll we'll hang out. I'm traveling a lot and gone and I get back and, and we'll hang out and we're looking at each other. We're like, dude, we need a new challenge, you know? And it's these 30-day challenges and we take them in these 30-day bites and it works because these $5 fines, if you don't do whatever exercises you lay out each day, it's like accountability and pride just gets you right. You're, you're just even to the point where I've been laying in bed, ready to go to sleep. And I'm like, Oh, slapping myself on the head. I forgot to do my 50 pushups today or whatever. And I have to get out of bed and do it just because I don't want to pay my buddy Mike five bucks because I was being lazy and it totally works because Otherwise, why would I get out of bed and do 50 push-ups at midnight? You wouldn't. I wouldn't. It and, wouldn't it's, do it. and it's not even the money, right? It's if not for the me, five bucks. It's, it's, it's that they're going to be doing it. And I know I should be. So that exact thing happened to me the other day. I had to do like 45 burpees, which is the worst exercise on our chart. And I had to, it was like 1130. And I thought, oh my gosh, I got to get out of bed and do these. And I never would have done it if it was just me doing it. I'm not that motivated. I'm not that consistent. But because I knew my buddy Aaron was going to be doing it and did do it that day. And it's a really cool way, actually. Another thing, residual effect of it is it's really cool to stay in touch with people that way. I picked him yeah. because I knew he'd want to do it. And also because we didn't talk that often. We wanted to talk more. And so it's just a really easy way to stay motivated. But to get back to the story, I did do those burpees. But the one that I started with was we were doing these exercises and I was at a retreat in Washington State. And I I told people, I'm like, well, I have to do these exercises every day. And so I had to do wall sits and I had done two that day already. I had to do my third one. And everyone said it was like after dinner, we had eaten pie, all types of stuff, you know, just awful foods. And, every, and I'm like, all right, I got to do my wall sit. And all the people are like, we're going to do it with you. And they did. And oh, they, so nice. it was cool, right? You have eight people doing a minute wall sit, not the hardest thing in the world, but the fact that they're going to do it with me not only it keeps you accountable, so if other people know that you're with, especially when you're traveling, people will push you like, hey, don't you have to do those push-ups? Don't you have to do those wall sits? And that's always mm -hmm. a great thing. It is. And you've mentioned one exercise I want to highlight a, a bunch of times. In case you don't know what it is, a burpee. B-U-R-P-E-E, -E, I believe it's spelled. And look it up if you don't know what it is. Burpees may be the ultimate exercise for a traveler or just for a person body weight exercise because you're literally doing everything you it's basically you squat down you kick your legs out you do a push-up you jump your legs back in and you jump up high and that's one burpee and maybe it's hard to explain over audio you're definitely going to want to google it up or get it on youtube or whatever but check out what burpees are if you do burpees every day i mean even if you do burpees just once or twice a week you it's it's amazing what it can do. They are killer. They are by far my least favorite exercise. If anyone's wondering the exercises that are on our list, they're planks, push-ups, wall sits, burpees, 
and something else that I cannot remember <laughs> at this point. But those are some the, all exercises you can do anywhere you are. You don't need anything else around you. Burpees are absolutely crazy. And so we've talked about staying fit on the road. So that's one way. Basically, the, to use your body weight, as you mentioned, to do all that kind of stuff, to be held accountable, maybe to even have a friend, you know, stay, do it with you. You know, you do your exercise together. Or if you're traveling with other people, just tell them, I want to do 20 push-ups a day and have them keep uh, hold you accountable. I just think all those things combined with, if you want to do something fun and gamified a little bit, hey, I drank a beer, now do 10 push-ups. Hey, you know, I... I ate a bad meal, 50 body squats, whatever it is, just pick what you want to do, but just keep yourself accountable and have others help you do that. I, that's kind of all I really do when I am traveling as far as exercise. You know, I try to get out and walk. I try to get out and bike if I can, but it's just little things that are going to help you minimize the damage. Even if you do damage and you, and you put on a little weight when you're traveling or you're not as in good a shape, it's helping to minimize it, right? Yeah, let me add one more point to another, you mentioned like a residual effect, another residual effect of this whole situation where your friends are finding each other, or you're, you have some kind of punishment or accountability for doing your exercises is habit building, right? Because it takes time to build habits. And it's a great excuse because if you just take a challenge on for 30 days, or like you said, if you're just traveling and you're, and you're incorporating some of Steve, Steve's rules or whatever, you're, it's going to happen on the regular. And the side effect to that is that you don't feel right if you're not doing it every day because you build the habit. So that's another cool thing about being held accountable and just getting into the habit. And it's and maybe it's a way to bribe yourself into the habit. I don't know. Everybody's going to have their own things that motivate them. But it's, yeah, it's cool stuff. The point is when you're traveling and you're exercising, you don't need a gym. There's tons of ways to to get fit and to still explore and travel. Yeah. And to not make your vacation miserable. These aren't any things that dig into your vacation and take away from it. If anything, they're going to make you feel better because you're not going to be so lethargic and feel so bad after you eat the awful food. So that brings us to the second part of staying fit. And for me, has always been the issue, the issue of eating and, and eating too much and eating the wrong things. And that, you know, I knew growing up that when I was overweight for a you know, whatever, 28 years of my life, the reason that I was was because of my eating. It wasn't because of my exercise because I was always very active playing sports. It was because of my eating. And so if anyone is interested in how I, I did it, I'll just give you a short little brief thing of, you know, I, I end up losing 60 pounds. I've been able to keep it off. And it's because I've been watching my eating and everyone says, all right, oh, just watch what you eat. But it's not really watching what you eat. It's being very hypersensitive to everything that you're eating. And that means I have succeeded because I've written down every single thing that I've eaten for an entire year. And if that sounds crazy. Wow. I mean, it sounds crazy, right, Chase? I mean, no, it is. I think it's I think it's impressive and it shows a commitment to what you were trying to accomplish. Well, and, and it is a commitment, but if I would have ever thought to myself, Travis, are you going to write down everything you've ever eaten for a whole year? I never would have made it. It's that whole day by day, do it, build it into a habit. So I have a sheet of paper and I write down you know, what I ate and I wrote, write down the number of calories. And it's basically calorie counting. And I have a certain number 
that I'm not supposed to go over a day. And so I could eat as much ice cream as I, well, not as much ice cream as I want, but I could eat ice cream, but it's, I'm not supposed to go over a certain amount of calories a day. And I think it's crazy that it's become a habit for me because I was never anyone who could stick to anything, right? It'd be these boom or bust type things. It'd be like, I'm going to go on a juice fast and then you lose weight. And then of course, you, no one can drink just juice for the rest of their life. That's awful. Or no one can not eat carbs for the rest of their life. So I was always the all or nothing type person. And that's not the type of person that you want to be when you're trying to get in shape. You want it to be consistently little steps to get you to a level. And so I've just written everything down and it really has become a habit. If I don't write something down now, as you mentioned, it makes me feel very awkward. Like if I get to the end of the day and I haven't written down all my stuff, it's in my head. I start feeling like, I got to write this down. I got to get this down. I got to figure out how many calories I've eaten. It makes you feel very uncomfortable. And that's the point. Yeah, I guess it also, like you said, it does make you hyper aware of what you're eating because you can't not be because you're physically writing it down. So it's like literally right there in your face. It's really interesting. And I have learned that if I actually write it down on a piece of paper, it's much more powerful than if I take out my phone and write it on my phone. Now, if I don't have my sheet with me for whatever reason, then that's fine. I'll write it on my phone. But it's it's a lot more powerful when I write it down on the same type of sheet every single day. And again, it sounds really obsessive. And I've never been that type of person. I'm not organized. I'm not super obsessive about different things. But this has been the one thing that really, really helped me. And I know that, you know, I've tried to do it all my life, basically, and it never worked. And so this is the only thing that's worked. So I I would just urge anyone, this isn't really, if you're traveling related, this is kind of just general, hey, if you want to get fit and stay fit, you have to be aware of what you're eating because people just throw these buzzwords around, right? Jay's like, oh, I'm eating healthy. It's like, well, what does that mean, right? Like, (laughs) what what does eating healthy mean? Or I didn't eat so bad today. And that's what I used to tell myself. But what does it mean? Until you're actually writing it down and seeing what you ate, you don't have any idea what you're actually talking about. Yeah. And I'm definitely not somebody to talk to about nutrition because I definitely don't don't do the best with it when I'm traveling. As my wife is sitting here laughing at me in my face while I say these words, it's, uh, it is a challenge. If I was going to give some real generic sounding advice, but something that's really helped me, and when I forget to do it, it totally bites me because I end up eating a huge meal afterwards that I know is not good for me. But if I'm not rocking some snacks in my pocket, Trav, or in my backpack, if I don't have like a banana with me or some nuts or some kind of healthy snack or fruit, and I'm in between it, because you go these stretches of time when you're traveling and it, you think it all just kind of adds up, right? You go to the airport and then you have to get off the bus and then you have to get to the terminal and get the ticket. And next thing you know, you haven't eaten for three hours, right? So then I'm like, oh, there's like, I'm going to have nine slices of pizza at this airport pizza place because I'm starving and I don't have anything with me. I haven't been snacking. So just having some good, healthy snacks, although very generic advice, advice, I'll admit, does really help me when I'm traveling. That's why you always have that banana, that random Dude, banana in the bottom of your backpack, right? You, you know how many times I've left that banana in the bottom of my backpack and it's gotten rotten and squishy and then I've had to clean out the whole backpack and wash it out. It's a nightmare. I, I think that's great advice though, is a little bit of planning. So for me traveling, again, much harder to eat healthy when you're traveling. Because you're, if you're in a new place, you want to eat all the stuff. And I do think you should go out and try all the stuff. So some of the ways that I've been able to do it and have maintained my weight loss, I won't say I always come home 
being the exact same weight. There's times I might come up home like three pounds up and then I'm very cognizant when I'm home to really cut down on it. But I think you're right with a little bit of planning. A little bit of, hey, before I go to the airport, why don't I stop and get something fairly healthy? But you know what that is. Why don't I get a banana? Why don't I get some nuts? Why don't I get some things so I'm not going crazy when I have the opportunity? I think that can go a long way. That kind of also flows into when you are traveling. If you're able to rent places that have apartments, you can do your, or, well, you're that have apartments. If you're able to rent places that are apartments that have kitchens, is what I meant to say, you can yeah. do your own cooking. And Mm -hmm. that's going to help a lot. I mean, you can eat out and there's places that are healthier than others. But really, when you eat out, it's it's probably going to be a quote unquote bad meal, right? It's very hard to eat somewhere unless it's a place that advertises, you know, all the stuff they do and you know exactly how they're preparing. It's going to be hard to eat a very clean, healthy meal when you eat out. So if you can cook and you can cook half your meals or you can cook two thirds of your meals, that's going to be huge anywhere in the world that is because you're going to be able to find stuff that you could cook like chicken, like vegetables, things like that anywhere in the world that are going to be a lot cleaner than the stuff you would get if you're eating out. Yeah. And a lot cheaper too, really. You're saving the money and going to fruit stands in a city or just shopping at the local stores is, is always fun too. Just I know we're talking nutrition right now, but one thing I want to throw out there that maybe we skipped over in, in the traveling portion is planning your trip around activities. Don't be afraid to make your trips more active. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that's really helped me. And going in with the intention, I guess, has really helped. You know, Trav, it's like, if I'm flying somewhere and I'm like, hey, I'm going to do a lot of hiking on this trip and I have that in my mind, then I tend to be more active and do it. Whereas, if I'm just going to a beach and I'm like, I'm just going to lay around on this beach and do nothing for a week. Well, guess what happens? I lay around and do nothing and stuff my face. Yeah, I'm sure so, you do something. It's called eating and drinking. Yeah. And having the intention to just, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna do this specific thing when I go here. I think it's going to be really cool to do this. And then you start searching and finding those things and just doing a little something active every day is always is always a great fun thing. Yeah. And it, and again, it's more the mindset, right? Like you go for a mile hike or an hour hike. You're, and, and you're just walking. You're not going to burn a ton of calories. You're not going to burn off the seven pieces of pizza you ate, but it's the idea <laughs> that you're doing something that then yeah. just triggers something. Oh, I'm going to be a little more healthy with my decisions. Something that Steve told me that is probably my best tip for eating when traveling. And he always said, he said, never eat two bad meals in a row. And this was way back before I even lost all my weight. It was, it was when I was starting to lose weight. And I'm thinking, Steve, how can I keep this up? Like I have some momentum going. I've lost like 10, 15 pounds. I don't want to, you know, I'm going to be traveling a lot. I don't want to put on a ton of weight. I want to maintain or I want to even still lose, but it's going to be very hard to lose weight on this type of trip and this and that, you know, making all the excuses. And he said, Never eat two bad meals in a row. So if I and I and I don't I usually don't make that breakfast. I try to have breakfast be as clean as possible because breakfast can go downhill really, really quickly. And I'm as big a sucker for the breakfast buffet as everyone else. So I'm not saying it won't happen. Everything I tell you here is my advice. I'm not saying I do this all the time. I'm telling you what you should do and what I've been trying to do. And so you have breakfast. If you eat that healthy, then maybe you go out for lunch and you enjoy the lunch out and then you do something for dinner that's healthier. So if you, 
it's again, it's that snowball effect. If you spend, if you go for a whole day and you just, I'm going to eat out, boom, 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 three meals in a row. Then you wake up the next day like, oh, let's go to that other place. Boom, boom, boom. All of a sudden, you're like seven days into a trip and you haven't had a single healthy thing in your body. It's so easy to to let go of that, right? It's <laughs> so easy. So easy. So easy. I think the the big conundrum is just talking through this and even almost thinking about this in real time is the the habit that the thing about travel is you are completely out of your routines, right? And when you're home, it's easy to track those routines kind of a, a lot more. When you're traveling, everything is sort of haphazard, random. You're changing places. You're changing scenery all the time. So you don't have those triggers that kind of lock you into, oh, I'm going to do this or whatever. So I think these general rules that you're talking about that Steve shared are great. You know, thinking and, and what you said just about awareness, being so aware of like, oh, I can't have two bad meals in a row. That at least lets you indulge a little bit, which we're all going to do when we're traveling, but also rein it back in so you're not going too crazy. But listen, we're all going to go crazy at, at some points. Like Travis says, we're, we're, what we say and what we do are oftentimes two different things as human beings and nobody's perfect. Right. It happens, but you just have to make sure you min- you minimize the amount of times it happens. And as you said, try to build in some habits that help keep you level. The the never have two bad meals in a row thing is is so perfect because you just you know, if you ate something bad at lunch, if it's dinner time, can you really get away with the idea of like, well, I'm not gonna be here again? Like, no, you just had something at lunch. It makes you enjoy that more as well. Like it's it's hard to rationalize if that's your thing. I only have to be good fifty percent of the time. Come on. Most people can do that, right? <laughs> Everyone can do it. Most people can even get it through their brain of like, all right, now I'm going to enjoy it because this is my quote unquote cheat meal or this is when I'm going to really have my bad meal or whatever you want to call it. But just get those habits in place. One other thing that I've been doing is when I am somewhere and I, and I know I want to get something that's not healthy because I love eating the local food wherever we are and we're about ready to head off to Italy and all this stuff. I mean, you know that's going to be very heavy, <laughs> oh, good man. food, right? Uh, but we did in this in Italy in January. I did this in Italy. What I did is if we wanted to get something, I would always ask Heather if she wanted to split it. Now, she would get annoyed with me, but she realized she was helping me out too. And it's good to have a partner on board if, if they want to stay fit or even if they just want to help you out. I just say, Heather, let's get this and let's split it. So we'd always get it and split it because usually you have a lot of time on vacation or you have enough time that you know, you're know you not in a rush to get through a meal. And that's kind of another tip is just to enjoy what you're actually eating as opposed to being in a rush. But we'd split it. And then if we were still hungry, we would get something else. But more often than not, what we realized was, all right, we split this. So we're cutting the calories in half. You know, We're cutting the harm that it's going to do to staying fit in half, but we're still getting that experience. Usually the sec- the second half of whatever you're eating isn't because you want the flavor or the taste or it's just so good. It's because that's the rest of the meal, right? So if you split it, you're done and there it is. And now you've enjoyed yeah. yourself. Yeah. I always end up, you know, your brain, I guess, takes time to realize it's full or something. That's what they say. That's what science says somewhere that I read somewhere once, <laughs> I guess. So I always end up overeating on my meals because the portions sometimes are big and they're there. So that's, I think that's great 
great idea because it's really hard to control yourself when you're looking at a giant plate of spaghetti in Italy. I mean, no come one's on. like, going to not finish it, right? Oh, I'm just going to eat half of this and then I'll save the rest for later. Yeah, right. right. The only no time like, the only time you're saving it is if you're so sick that you can't even move your hand to pick up your fork. You're like, oh, that was a pretty big portion. <laughs> Um, on that note, you know, we were in Italy in January and this is when I was in the midst of my, I'm losing weight. I want to keep it off. I need to keep it off. Like I got to keep the momentum going. And I knew that this could totally derail me, right? Like I could have come home and put on 10 pounds and then been back at square one and thought all that hard work, you know, you don't want to lose the momentum that you have if you are losing weight. And if you want to stay fit, obviously you just don't want to have to come back and make it harder on yourself. So what I did is we'd go to the gelato place and I would always allow myself to get a gelato. Whenever we decided we walked by it that we wanted, I'd get it, but I'd get the the smallest one. And that's enough, man. That's enough. Like the guy would say, well, do you want six scoops of six different flavors? And I thought, yes, old me would have <laughs> like jumped at that and I would have eaten all of it. But if I get the smallest one, I get it. I enjoy it. I don't feel sick. And I know that I can go back tomorrow. And so I just, I, I'd allow myself those indulgences, but I'd always make sure I was getting whatever was the smallest amount. And that was enough. Jace, I was never that way. Like, so I'm not saying it from someone, oh yeah, say what I, or do what I say. Here's what, I was never that way. I would be the kid who would get the biggest ice cream. I would eat it all and I would feel sick. So if I can change, I know other people can too. And I think that that's kind of another good rule to follow. Like allow yourself the indulgence, but only allow yourself the smallest one that they have. And then you'll, you'll enjoy that you didn't make yourself sick and you'll enjoy the thing that you're actually eating. Do you have uh, some tools you recommend that you've used that have helped? I can mention one that I haven't used personally, but my sister has shown me and I've been meaning to maybe get these, but I just, I, I never feel like carrying around one more thing, but it's called Fit Deck and it's something you can order. It's basically like a deck of cards. It's a physical thing, which is cool. And anytime you want to do an exercise or do something, you can just like shuffle the deck and pull one out and it tells you what the exercise is and how to do it. And you can just knock it out. And I like to have, again, I'm not like a gym rat. So I don't have a bunch of routines in my head that I can just run through. So it helps to have a little assistance as far as what exercise should I do and how to do them properly. So that's kind of a cool thing. I was curious if you had any any tools that... As far as actual tools, I mean, just the strategies that, that I'm talking about, I, I tend to follow now. But the only... The, a tool that I could recommend, and I tell everyone that I write it out with a pen and paper, and that helps me a lot more than putting it in my phone. But if you're not going to do that, an easy first step to do is to get MyFitnessPal, which is an app, and it's an incredible app, and it allows you to basically look up any food in the world, and it'll tell you how many calories are on it, and then you can hit like add to my account or whatever it is. I don't use it. I only use it to look up stuff. I don't actually have an account, but you can add it and then it'll keep tallying your calories throughout the day so that you know exactly where you are throughout the day. And I would urge people to get a certain amount of calories that they want to stay at. So for me, it's 1525. So it's a, a below 2000. And that's how many calories I know if I eat that throughout a day, I'll continue to lose a little weight. Or if they're like worse calories for me, I'll maintain. So kind of figure out where you are. And that's not super hard. Just you know, come up with a number or, or you can go to your physician, you can ask them, but that'll keep your calories. So then I know at the end of the day, if I'm sitting there thinking, man, I really want to eat this or I really want to drink this and I'm at 1525, 
I just am like, you know what? I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm at my calories. So it gives you a good stopping point. So my fitness pal is a great app to use. I'd still recommend writing it down by hand. I just think it's the muscle memory and the idea of having to pull out your paper every time that you eat thing. It makes you think about like, do I really want to eat this? Because do I really want to pull out my paper and write it down? Okay. Yes, I do. All right. Let's enjoy it. Let's go crazy, right? Yeah. I, that would be the kind of thing that I recommend as far as a a resource or a technology type thing. Yeah, very cool. The last thing I have to say on fitness is I I think sometimes I would get into this mode where I would judge what I was going to do, especially when you're traveling because it's not as easy you go to a place where it's a crowded city or whatever. Sometimes it's easier to just say, well, yeah, I have 15 minutes, but it's not worth going for this walk now because it's not really going to do anything for me or whatever. And I've actually changed my approach to that. I do feel like it's always worth it, even if it's just a little bit, you know? And I used to be like, oh, I'm not running three miles, so I don't need to work out. Because, what's the you point? Know, 20, yeah. What's the point of walking for 20 minutes? But you know what? I don't think that anymore. I really do think even if you do a little bit, I don't want to say if you do a little bit, it's better than nothing, but it's so cliche. But I, I do feel that now just doing a little something is better than nothing. And it ca- it does count. It does count for something. And that's been a mental shift for me. Just be like, okay, yeah, this, this counts. Yeah, it wasn't the biggest workout, but it's something. And I did something today. I was right in that boat with you as well. I was all or nothing. If I'm not going to run, if I'm going to go play basketball for an hour and a half, well, I'm not going to go for a mile run or I'm not going to go for a 15 minute walk. And and same with my diet. It was like, if I'm not going to eat healthy, I'm just going to eat awful, right? Like there's no middle ground. What I've realized is that's where the people who are fit live. They live in that middle ground, right? Uh, other than the ultra marathoners and crazy people. I mean, the normal people live in that middle ground. And that's where you have to if you want to enjoy your life, but you also don't want to go overboard and be overweight or just be out of shape and things like that. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk quickly about drinking because obviously a lot of people when they travel, they want to drink. So, so it's like, I want to go to eat and drink. And I would just tell people the exact same things that I talked about with eating, go with drinking. Make sure you count them as calories. Make sure you write it down. I mean, you know, if you want to have five beers, that's 750 calories, man. So you know what? When you wake up in the morning and I've had to do this, I did this when we were out in Colorado Jays together and I knew there was like going to be Oktoberfest celebrations and everything. If I knew we were going out to drink later in the night, I would make sure that I ate very light throughout the day because I knew I'd be doing that later. And that goes if you're going to go out for a big dinner or anything like that. Now, you don't want to live like that day after day after day, but it also helps you cut down on the amount of drinking you do. If you think, yeah, you know, I'm going to go out tonight and have a few drinks. Maybe you don't do it every night because you don't want your calories to be drinking, right? Because you want to eat. So it's just, it's this whole mindset of keeping yourself accountable. What do you do with drinking? You just let yourself go wild or what? Well, first of all, I make sure it's an IPA. Secondly, light beer does not count as not drinking. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's hard to say. I am pretty bad with it. I don't necessarily think about it as much as as far as them being calories. I just kind of think, hey, I'm going to enjoy this beer. But you're you're right. I should think about it more, and it's it's something to be aware of for sure. And I notice the difference. I mean, if I spend a couple of days and I have even just you know two or three beers a day, a couple of days in a row, I can almost feel feel it 
start lethargic, coming on. Right? So yeah, yeah, it's 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 not good. I I'm I'm probably the worst to give advice on this, so I'm just going to pass. I would say whatever Trav said, I defer to him. I I do agree. It's just it's something to be aware of. Again, back to awareness. Yeah. So let's wrap it up with that. Really, I mean, I think it comes down to if you're. If you're going to go on vacation, you need to enjoy yourself. You don't want this to be something that is a chore, that is bad, that is anything like that, because that's the point of traveling or going on vacation is to enjoy yourself. But you can do it, and it sounds weird to say in a responsible manner, but that's really what it is. You can still enjoy yourself. You can still eat all the food. You can still drink all the drinks. But just make sure you put some things in place, like we talked about. Maybe put in a small exercise routine where you do one thing every day. You know, maybe just make sure you don't use the elevator. Maybe if it's within a mile walk, maybe you do 10 push ups for every beer or adult beverage you had. Maybe you do those things that we mentioned, or maybe it's something different, but just to make yourself aware of it. And the biggest thing I can give you guys, as we've already said with the eating, is just don't have two bad meals in a row. That is. If you can do that, you're going to come home from vacation and you're not going to be completely, you know, you're not going to waste all the work that you've put in before you went on vacation. So have fun with it, but make sure that you do it in this manner. And hopefully some of these tips that we gave you, you can use in your own life. Yeah, I think this is just about providing some ideas, exactly what you said. And I've already gotten a few from you that I hadn't heard about until we actually did this podcast. Travis and I never really discuss what we're going to talk about on these podcasts. We just kind of come up with with a subject and then we we do our best to share knowledge with, with what we have with respective to our individual experiences. So uh, thanks, Travis, for some of those tips because they're great. And I'm, de- I'm definitely incorporating the 10 push-up rule for every adult beverage. I love that. And I love the no two bad two meals in a row. So those those two are going right into my repertoire, if you will. I, I will do the exact same thing there in my repertoire. And I can't wait till the next show when we do one and we have a beer on there and then we'll do push-ups while potting. Although I'll probably be <laughs> yes. pretty out of breath. Um, I could only do one beer or else I might I might die on the podcast if I have do to do Do we need to hashtag push-ups. this the pod push up challenge? I mean, is this is this gonna be like a new kind of thing? We get a bunch of podcasters going and just ripping off push ups during podcasts? Dude, let's do it. I know I know the Listen Money Matters guys who uh, drink on all their shows. They could really get on board. They'd be, they'd be rocking push-ups left and right then. Um, so there we have it. If you guys have strategies for staying fit, I mean, these are just some ideas that we had. Really big thanks to Steve Cam over at Nerd Fitness for writing up his thing. We'll link that in the show notes. Also, just for providing guidance to me over the, over the years on you know staying fit and losing weight, and I have him to thank for that. So if you guys are interested in the fitness thing, you can go to his site, nerdfitness.com. We'll link all that in the show notes, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash staying fit. And I know, Jace, I really would love to hear comments. We always tell you, put comments in the show notes, all those type of things. But this would be, this is kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, it's something I've struggled with. It's something that I, I've done a lot better at. So if you guys have ways that you stay fit while you're traveling, let us know. I'd love to try to incorporate some of the things that you do and try out some new things just as a way that we all stay healthy. And it's not a subject we talk about a lot, but I think it's really important for everyone. You know, all over the world, young, old, doesn't matter who they are, Jace, doesn't matter if they're traveling or not traveling. You know, you you want to take care of yourself, you want to stay fit. So let us know in the show notes, extrapackofpeanuts.com slash staying fit. Yeah, can you do us one other favor too? If you see Travis or myself, because we go to these conferences where we're around, we're we're about town, just throw out a challenge there. Hey. 
I know you guys. Let's do 10 push-ups right now. Drop and give me 10. <laughs> I, I'm down with that. So let's that'll just kind of like... Oh, that'll be awesome when that happens. It's like the healthy version of getting iced, right? Remember that whole thing where you like ice somebody because there was some crappy... The ice bucket challenge? No, not not the ice bucket oh. challenge. There was a there was a ice uh, like malt beverage that was like some company made a malted beverage and it was an alcoholic beverage and people would carry them around in their pocket and if they took it out it would mean you're iced and they had to chug the drink. It was really gross and disgusting. But anyway, this is like the healthy version of that. Dude, so is that a Norwegian thing? Obs- is that a Norwegian thing? No, that that was a big American animal. Maybe it's too obscure of a reference. Anyway. Please finish this up because I'll keep riffing. Let's do it, guys. Let's let's have healthy challenges. Um, next time we throw a party at WDS together or something like that, we'll do some funny thing where we all do push-ups. But, um, Dude, while you take us out, I'm going to actually rip off 10 push-ups. I got the camera on so you can see it and everything. I'm getting down. I'm giving you 10 as you take us out on this outro here. There you go. Thank you guys so much. Please let us know. ExtraPackOfPeanuts.com slash StayingFit. Jason is actually doing the push-ups now. Again, thanks for all your support. If you have any guests that you want on, send me an email, trav at extra pack of peanuts, as well as at Twitter, at pack of peanuts. Let us know. Thanks for the support. Thanks for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. And Jace, you're back, so you can do the very closing. You might be out of breath. Let's hear it. I can go have a beer now because I just did 10 push-ups. There you go. (laughs) Until tomorrow, guys. Happy free travels. (laughs) 